Hi there you're listening to what's new today and I'm Sangeeta this is part 6 of our wildlife series I assume everyone listening to this episode has heard the previous 5 episodes but if you happen to have somehow jumped right here somehow i don't know maybe you traveled through a time tunnel or a black hole in space whichever it is here's a quick wrap up of what we spoke in the fifth part of this series so my young co-host the sprightly young chandrika a fourth grader from bengaluru and i were talking about the asiatic lions in our previous episode and how india is the only remaining home of this wildlife species we left off the last episode with this question which brings me to a question do you think lions hurt humans what do you think only if they are disturbed uh, if the humans are trying to hurt them or their cubs or their family or uh, when they disturb uh, lions while eating they'll attack yeah that's normally the case i think that is also true for tigers normally they yes. don't the big cats will not unnecessarily come and uh, or else the the lions or tigers might just mistaken the humans for prey and they might eat do you think they can mistake a human for prey like do we look Sometimes. like a buffalo or a deer no some people they bend down to bring water from the lake then mm-hmm. uh a lion or tiger might mistaken that person for a black bug or something and um, it might have you seen this on any national geographic video how did this I thought saw, come to your head i saw once about some documentary about leopards but i saw one pic- one video from that documentary the leopard was hunting one small boy he was uh, well go- going to get some fish from the lake and the boy was bending and the leopard yes. took him oh very interesting okay now you did mention something about puggies yes so who are puggies where have you come across this very interesting concept while i was researching i lo- i learned that puggies are basically lion trackers they always track the lions if something is wrong with the lions like a wound or some battle happened then uh, they'll call the veterinary doctor immediately then uh, they'll try darting the lion by using ca- some kind of gun and uh, anesthesia and then uh, after the dart goes into the lion they'll do a health checkup and they, if they find wounds uh, they'll treat those immediately but if they If the lion wakes up while they're doing the checkup it's uh, really dangerous. Oh yeah, I don't think I'd be like I'd like to be around that place though. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure they'll know the strength of the anesthet- anesthetic that they'll have to give the yes. lion. Can you spell a puggy for me because some listeners might not understand the word. P U G E E. A puggy is not someone who is unique to just uh, tracking lions because a puggy is a person who tracks pug marks. Yeah, pug marks are basically footprints. Yeah, so you can have a puggy who tracks a leopard or a cheetah or a tiger or a lion, right? Yes. Yeah. I think in the video that I had shared with you, yes. uh, there were two puggies called Irfan and Muhammad. Yeah, they were uh, some of the only old school puggies left. Yeah. 
did how, what did they say about how they had learned uh, how to understand the pug mark of an animal who taught them and how did, what all did they learn this profession will be passed down uh, from father to son to the grand uh, son or something they'll all keep learning the same thing how to track pug marks and uh, how to track a lion they'll learn all of this right it's not taught lo- normally in schools yeah it's a real pity right that uh, schools near gujarat or you know wherever there are tigers or there are big wildlife forests don't yes. you think they should include teaching how to understand an animal's pug mark is important yeah yeah i think they have to do that because what if one person from that same school comes upon a lion mm. uh, who is uh, having a wound mm then uh, how will they know how to call the veterinary people how will they know how to track pug marks yeah no i totally agree with you it i think it's a good idea to include how to read pug marks as part of the school syllabus we'll go and shall we go and recommend that to the educational board of all countries yes i think we can recommend that, that. which means y'all might get to spend a full term in a forest because it takes a long time to learn uh, <laughs> are you up for that i'm not sure <laughs> now i hate creepy crawlies <laughs> who doesn't <laughs> now i think we are rethinking if one really needs to learn how to read a pug mark in school yes yeah so i read somewhere that the moment a puggy sees the pug mark of say a lion they can tell you whether it is a male or a female lion yes that's such like amazing uh, how will they know that it's a female or a male that's too good right yeah i know okay. now the next sentence that i'm about to say tell me if you think this is true or false okay when someone sees a pug mark uh, i'm talking about a puggy they can yes. even tell you the exact age of the animal the, yeah they can they can okay, okay. the last thing puggies can read the pug marks of many animals right yes they can so several puggies you know what they do they'll go to the waterfront in that wildlife area yes. every morning and by just seeing the track of all the footprints that have come to the waterfront they will know exactly what happened at that place if one dead body of an animal is there they'll know exactly what happened uh, just by seeing the pug marks yeah absolutely they can reconstruct the whole story apparently yes there was a cheetah which was hiding behind this tree based on where the pug mark was last seen and then the cheetah pounced at this point and there was a deer which was bending here to drink water and the whole scene is something that they can reconstruct yes fascinating right i i believe that's how the puggies earlier also uh, used to go and meet the kings every morning and tell them about all that happened in the forest this is how they did it's not like there were any cameras that were there yeah there drag. will not be cra- cameras in the royalty's time that would <laughs> yeah. just be silly Yeah. <laughs> it would be silly <laughs> it is anachronistic <laughs> yeah so all that they did was they would track the pug marks and that's how they could reconstruct the whole story fascinating it's kind right? of like the they looking at the pug marks itself is the camera yes that's right 
so we've spoken about how the lions in india have been saved how hunting uh, for lions has been made illegal um and about how the lions are pretty much overflowing from the state of gujarat mm-hmm. i think they are they've used up every available territory that's now there yes so for a very long time india has been toying with the idea that we need to shift some of these new lions to other national parks especially kuno national park in madhya pradesh which has a similar terrain weather conditions and all of that where it should be okay. easy for the lions to survive but there's been a big fight about it before we end this episode are there any other fun facts about lions that you'd like to share yeah i have uh, two fun facts Do you know about Simba from the Lion King? Simba means lion in Swahili, a Kenyan language in Africa. Wow, I didn't know that the word Simba meant a lion. Wow. Wow. I have wow. also one more. Mm-hmm. A lion a lion's roar can be heard 5 miles away. 5 miles away. Wow. I'd be terrified, frankly. It would sound like it's coming from somewhere <laughs> near me if I were in a forest. <laughs> Wonderful! I love both your trivia. But before we wrap up this episode, shall we do a quick quiz time? Yeah, I love quiz time. So I'll ask you three questions based on okay. what we've just discussed in this episode. Okay. Yep. Okay. Question number one: Which is the only state in India which has Asiatic wild lions? Gujarat. Question two: uh, Roughly, how many Asiatic wild lions do we have in India today? Six hundred. Question number three: What does the word Simba mean in Swahili? Simba means lion in Swahili. wonderful but here's a bonus question in which movie or story does simba feature in the lion king brilliantly done wonderful uh, i'm very happy that we've got to discuss one of india's better conservation stories actually india's had a decent amount of success in conserving yes. the big cats both the tigers and the lions so far and uh, hopefully we do manage to relocate some of the lions from gujarat so the lions don't have to saunter onto beaches and scare a few tourists away they <laughs> can go off into the wildlife parks i don't know of madhya pradesh or rajasthan or wherever it is that the government manages to agree to relocate their yes asiatic wild lions let me leave our listeners with a small question were you surprised by the story uh, that i had narrated earlier about the nawab of junagadh uh, having been a protector of the asiatic wild lions did you think kings could ever be protectors of animals did it take you by surprise or did it not if you're listening to this on spotify please scroll down and leave your answer you can find a place where you can easily click reply and tell me your thoughts if you're listening to this on any other podcasting platform i'd love to hear your thoughts on hello at wsnt.in that's it from us today we'll be back soon with the next episode in this series on 
India's wildlife conservation story. Thank you for listening.